Welcome to another edition of the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. Okay, so here's the deal. The NFL schedule just released a couple moments ago, and you're going to hear from Adam Gase later in this podcast on his thoughts on the schedule. But EA, basically, I just wanted to go through the schedule and kind of give our thoughts about it. And and I'll read the preseason games later, but week one kind of feels like deja vu of last year, except that it's away at Buffalo. It is. And this is a familiar opponent for the Jets in week one. Greens, uh, three of the past four years, the Jets have opened up against the Buffalo Bills. Last year, as you mentioned, in week one, the Green and White actually had a 16 nothing lead in the third quarter. Then, unfortunately, C.J. Mosley went down with the groin ailment. And he was never the same in his first year. Uh, in a Jets uniform after that, uh, and he was having a dominant performance in that game. Um, but Josh Allen and the Bills were able to come back and uh, win 17 to 16. And the Jets uh, really struggled in the first half last year. If we remember, it was, the Jets were one and seven at the midway point. But to give Adam Gase and those players a lot of credit for the way they rebounded going six and two down the stretch. But I kind of love this matchup out of the gate because I wrote about this on NewYorkJets.com. The Bills for the last couple of years were kind of like the little engine that could. But now with Tom Brady out of the division, a lot of people are saying the Buffalo Bills are the favorite in the AFC East. So what better way for the Jets to start going to Orchard Park, going to Western New York and taking on the Bills? And let's see how Buffalo handles that pressure because they have not faced that before in a long time, Greens. Yeah, I agree with you. I love this matchup, not only because of what it represents, but I think it's going to be a very good game between these two teams. And last year, of course, when the Bills came to MetLife, it was Le'Veon Bell's debut in green and white. And this will be Stephon Diggs' debut up in Orchard Park. So I love everything about this. The Jets ended their 2019 season at New Era Field. They're opening at New Era Field. I'm a big fan. And then in week two, The Jets have their home opener and they welcome their first NFC opponent, the team that actually represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. Very challenging task here in the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I hope nobody's bothered by uh, my daughter, Gracie. She wants to be on the podcast, so she's screaming in the background. But yeah, (laughs) so she is excited about the 2020 schedule as well. But Adam Gase and company open with two playoff teams from a year ago. And the San Francisco 49ers held a 10-point lead over the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, just a fraction away from basically being world champions. So, uh, you know, this is a tough start on paper because you can make the argument the Bills are the, had the most talented roster in the AFC East, and the 49ers are just loaded, loaded across the board. Uh, but they'll have to come to the East Coast uh, and play the green and white. And what made this even more interesting this week was the Jets signed the NFL's third all-time leading rusher, Frank Gore, who played 10 years, his first 10 years in the National Football League at San Francisco 
and he's the 49ers all-time leading rusher. Yeah, I think this is a tough test for the Jets. And yes, the Niners do have to come across the country. And this is a Niners team that's loaded up front, both on offense and defense. They traded for Trent Williams on draft weekend. And I think really this is going to be a battle in the trenches because the Niners like to run the ball. The Jets like to stop the run. And this is going to be one of those head-on collisions, at least for it, on paper, it seems that way. And you mentioned Frank Gore. Well, the Jets play his first team in the San Francisco 49ers in week two. Then they go to Indianapolis, which is the second team that Frank Gore played on in his career in week three. And that's a new look team with Phillip Rivers at the helm. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's so fascinating the way everything's connected because remember, Phillip Rivers reached an agreement with the Colts in just a few hours later or the next day they released Pierre Desir and now the former Colts cornerback is going to be taking aim at Phillip Rivers and company in Indianapolis and remember the Jets have actually three defensive backs with Colts ties in Nate Harrison and then Joe Douglas of course traded for Quincy Wilson on draft weekend exchanging a sixth round pick uh, sending a sixth round pick to the Colts and bringing back the former uh, second round draft choice of the Indianapolis Colts you mentioned it to me too is that we'll, we'll be talking about the Sam Darnold trade that the Jets were able to move up from six to three overall and get Sam Darnold a couple of years ago. And of course, Quentin, Quentin Nelson went to the Indianapolis Colts and he's one of the finest offensive linemen in the national football league. So this will be a fun one as well. You know, this just dawned on me. Week three will probably be the first time that Sam Darnold has ever thrown at Lucas Oil Stadium. A lot of quarterbacks throw at the combine. Sam Darnold was not one of those players. And in week four now, the Jets primetime lights Thursday night football. So they go from at Indianapolis week three. Then they have a short week. They play at home. They take on the Denver Broncos, who have a revamped wide receiver core with Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler in the draft. Of course, they have Cortland Sutton. And then this will be the Jets' First look at second-year quarterback Drew Locke. Uh, short week. I like the short week for the Jets. Again, Denver, that's going to be challenging. We'll have to see what their schedule actually looks like, who they match up uh, prior to coming to MetLife on October 1st. Yeah, they revamped their wide receiver core, but they're going to have to protect their guys up front. And this is an interesting matchup for one Connor McGovern as Joe Douglas emphasized the offensive line in the offseason. And McGovern started 31 games the last two years in Denver. Now he is a member of the Jets. So maybe he can give some intel to Greg Williams. You know, Greg Williams is going to be uh, sending some numbers at the aforementioned Drew Locke. And then the Jets, after this matchup, they have that mini buy because of the short week in the beginning becomes a longer week on the back end. And that means they have an extra couple days to prepare for the Arizona Cardinals in week five, who have an electric quarterback in Kyler Murray. But then they got perhaps the game's best receiver this offseason in DeAndre Hopkins. You can make the argument he's the best wide receiver in football. Well, the Jets can make the argument that they have the best safety in all football in, in Jamal Adams and uh, I know he'll be looking to get after not only Murray, but the man they call Nuke, right? DeAndre Hopkins. You know, entering the 2020 offseason, when you look at the Jets opponents and you look at the home and away slate, you're thinking, oh my God, this away schedule is brutal just in terms of travel. Well, the Jets' first real travel that's west of Indianapolis in the regular season comes in week six after 
Denver, Arizona. Then you're looking at week six, the Jets go all the way out to California to take on the new look Chargers. They got the new uniforms. They got a new quarterback. And that's really the first time that the Jets will have a long trip out West. Yeah. And we were talking about uh, Jamal Adams just before, but if you're a fan of safety play, watch Derwin James, watch Jamal Adams as the Jets match up with the Bolts. I think when you look at this matchup and where it falls week six, is Terod Taylor the starting quarterback of the Chargers at that point, or is it Justin Herbert, who they took number six overall? That's going to be interesting to watch throughout the year. I think so as well. And then the Jets fly back to the East Coast. They have a home game in week seven against the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills matchups are week one and seven, and then they're done. I just love the the quarterback matchup. These guys are very close friends. They work with Jordan Palmer in the offseason. So you're done with the Bills before the end of October, before you actually face any other division opponent. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was about to say that. The Jets' first two AFC East opponents are both the Buffalo Bills before they even play the Dolphins or the Patriots. And really, I think maybe the toughest test for the Jets on paper comes in week eight. You go to the defending Super Bowl champions home at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you say about the Chiefs? 12-4 uh, and four last year, a uh, fantastic offense. Uh, you can make the argument that maybe they could be better this year because uh, Patrick Mahomes was limited I guess you would say to 14 games last year you know and that's a tough place to play but I will say greens last year the Chiefs seven and one away just five and three at home in the regular season before we hear from head coach Adam Gase and he gives his thoughts on the schedule I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the way that this schedule breaks out weeks one through eight for me I, I think I'm a fan because There's no back-to-back away game for the Jets in the first eight weeks, and the travel isn't that bad. Really, the toughest slate in here is at L.A. Chargers, home against Buffalo, then at Kansas City. And I think that's really the most difficult slate so far in which we've talked about. Uh, Four home, four road. So you got an element of, I guess, equality there. The first four games... Uh, jump up the page at me because Indianapolis, you can make the argument that they have the top roster in AFC South right now. And we talked about the Bills and uh, they're a very good team. And then San Francisco, one of the most balanced teams in football. Team that is going to test your physicality for 60 minutes. So that first quarter of games, it's going to test the Jets right out of the gate. But I do think, listen, if you're a Jets fan, yeah. You like this, uh, these first eight, and then we'll talk about the season second half in our second half. Well, let's hear from head coach Adam Gase on his thoughts on this Jets schedule. What are your initial impressions of the 2020 schedule? Well, it's, it's always hard to really focus too far down the road. You know, you just, you know, you have so much time between now and, uh, this the season you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself you know it's always good to kind of know who you're who you're starting off with you 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 got a lot of things to set up you know travel wise with with people people within the building so you know that's always good to kind of handle to you know take care of how you're going to travel if you're going to do two-day trips going out west things like that you know but for the most part you know we got so far to go before you even worry about you know these games how much do you think you'll be challenged out of the gate when you look at that matchup with the Bills, then you come home for the home opener against the San Francisco 49ers, then you travel to Indianapolis. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I don't ever, you know, remember looking at an NFL schedule and, and marking games off before they're played. So, you know, I feel like that, that Buffalo matchup seems to be, you know, kind of the norm for us with playing them in the first game. Obviously, when you got two guys that were in the same draft class, you know, that are that are close and and that you know competitive against each other, you know that's a that's always a good week one matchup for both our organizations. Do you like having the two primetime games at home? A Thursday night matchup with the Denver Broncos, then you have the New England Patriots coming to MetLife Stadium. Yeah, I, you know, actually, I, I'm a little fired up that we're you know to experience a home Thursday game. I feel like it's been a long time since I. I've, seems like I've been on the road quite a bit the last five or six years on Thursday night. So, you know, it'd be nice to be home there uh, playing Denver. You know, I mean, I think the last time I actually played a home Thursday game was at Denver. So that that was, you know, that'll, that'll be a that'll be a fun matchup. And you know, playing playing a Monday night game. You know, obviously, anytime that you play Monday night football and and against New England you know, is, is obviously a big deal. Your buy is late this year in week 11 and it's sandwiched in between matchups with the Miami dolphins in weeks 10 and 12. What did you think about that scheduling oddity? Well, I know I, anybody that's, you know, breaking down film for us is probably loving life. <laughs> not, not a whole bunch of additions going on there. Um, you know, it's, you know, having a later buy is always is always a good thing. It's it's like trying to find that sweet spot. You just never know when when you really need that buy. You know, I, I think everybody when they look at their schedule and they look at the buy when you first get it, initially you go, okay, good. I'm glad we got a buy here this late. You know, last year if we would have had a buy that late, that means we would have played one more game without our starting quarterback. So last year it wasn't you you looked at it initially and you didn't think it was ideal. And then all of a sudden when when Sam wasn't playing and and he wouldn't have played that week, you know, it was, it was, it actually worked out okay for us. All right. So late in December, you have back-to-back matchups at Seattle and then the LA Rams weeks 14 and weeks 15. Will you as an organization consider staying out there on the West coast and training for a week potentially? Yeah, that's, that's been something that we, I mean, we started discussing, you know, after last season was over, you know, just something if, if we had the opportunity or, or we had back-to-back West coast games, uh, staying out there, you know, avoiding some of that travel. I mean, obviously with way things are going right now, it's, you know, we, you just, we don't know. I mean, we don't know what, you know, how this will all go as far as, you know, how does that affect our travel? How does it affect hotel stay? How does it affect like what state we're in? We don't know all those, those little details right now. All we can do is kind of start putting feelers out there and, and seeing what we're told. What do you think about the preparation for the AFC West and the NFC West this season? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting because it's, you know, every, every four years, you know, or every every three years, it seems like you know when you get one of those those divisions, you know, and you're traveling out west, and to get them both in the same year, that's you know, I don't know how many times I've actually really kind of been a part of that, um, but I think it's 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 fun in the aspect of the the NFC West for sure is is a hot division right now. They they they're putting out you know four teams that are really tough, and then you know the AFC West that's a that's a division that I'm you know quite familiar with. It, it, you know, there's been some obviously some change in the guard and, and some of the staffs and players from out there. But, you know, a lot of those guys are still the same from from my time in Denver. 
That was head coach Adam Gase on the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. EA, let's continue on here. Week nine, the Jets back under the lights. Prime time, Monday night football. Again, feels like deja vu. The New England Patriots at MetLife Stadium under the Monday night football lights. And obviously the big storyline here was two things. Who's quarterback for the Patriots and will the ghosts still exist for Sam Darnold? Deja vu no more greens. Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. We have to wrap our minds around that. Is it Jared Stidham who is leading the Patriots here in week nine at MetLife Stadium? You mentioned Last year's Monday night game when the Jets hosted the Patriots, it was a 33-0 shutout loss. And, you know, famously, the Mike had Sam Darnold talking about him using a football expression saying he's seeing ghosts. Well, I don't anticipate that to happen once again. This is his second year in the system with Adam Gase. I anticipate a totally different game this year. I agree with that. And next up after New England, this is the kind of an odd moment in the schedule, I would say. The Jets are at Miami in week 10. Then they have a bye in week 11 before hosting the Dolphins in week 12. So the Jets' two opponents in three weeks and in two games are the Dolphins. That's the first time that's happened since 1990 when the modern buys were inserted into the schedule. Thanks to our historian, consultant, contributor, Randy Lang for that. Guy's got the best stats in the business. It's never happened before. So uh, like you said, you got the Dolphins to get that week of preparation. And it's, it's got to help you because you're in the season second half. You can head into the bye week knowing, hey, we just prepared for this matchup and now we're going to come out of the bye maybe get the guys out of there for a little bit get some rest and it's a late bye too and you're coming back and you're facing a team that you're very familiar with <laughs> so i was just thinking about this last year the jets had a week four bye this year they have a week 11 bye but that thursday night game is week four so you kind of get a mini bye between week four and five and then you have your bye in week 11 I- i'm a fan of the way that shakes out there because it almost feels like it's a good amount of games in between each of those and then after the two miami games week 13 the jets host the now Las Vegas Raiders for the first time at MetLife Stadium before, and this is really the tough part of the schedule here, back-to-back NFC West games, weeks 14 and 15, where you go at Seattle and at the LA Rams. Yeah, uh, on paper, uh, definitely tough matchups, but last year the Jets really ran roughshod over the Oakland Raiders at MetLife Stadium. Now they're the Las Vegas Raiders. They added a piece to the puzzle on Henry Ruggs. And then you mentioned that road trip where you're going to Seattle and then the LA Rams. Seattle, it all starts with Russell Wilson, right? Very good defense, well coached, but if you can contain Russell Wilson, you're going to give yourself an opportunity to win, even though that's one of the toughest places to play in all of football. The Rams feel like a team in transition to me right now. Yeah, I think this is the the toughest part of the schedule with the back-to-back West Coast games. And then the Jets wrap things up. One home game in Week 16 against the Cleveland Browns. But this will really be the first time where it's Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield from the get. And then in Week 17, the Jets wrap up at New England. Yeah, a couple of things going back to Week 15 against the Rams and Week 16 against the Browns. The NFL is leaving that 
Saturday, December 19th or the 20th uh, versus the Rams open. And then also the 26th or 27th against the Browns. So we'll have to see how things shake out throughout the year. But yeah, Sam Darnold will obviously be forever linked with Baker Mayfield. That is a team that is starting over a little bit because they have a new coaching staff this year in Cleveland. And then you're going to end that year 2020. It will be 2021 by the time you get to Gillette Stadium, January 3rd. And it's going to have a different feel. Listen, the Patriots are still going to be a very competitive team. And they are the team to beat in the division until somebody dethrones them. But where will this Patriots team be standing when you go to New England to end the year. It's going to have a completely different feel without Brady. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Patriots look like without Tom Brady. And I just wanted to wrap things up here by asking you, what are a couple things that stand out to you? For me, I think the thing that stands out is even though the Jets at the end of the year will have accumulated a lot of miles, From a travel standpoint, I think that the way the schedule is laid out is actually probably as good as it could be. Yeah. You mentioned the road schedule. The December is going to be a road slate for the Jets, marked by their road matchups in Seattle in week 14 and LA week 15. And then you're ending with New England, but that's just such a short trip uh, to Gillette Stadium. The other thing is the primetime matchups. Right now you have two. Obviously that could change down the line. But they're both home games. You get Denver at home on a short week. You get the Patriots on a Monday night coming to your place. The Dolphins, the Dolphins scenario is wild. I've never seen anything like that, like we talked about. And then it's the early opportunity against two playoff teams from 2019 in the Bills and the San Francisco 49ers. And then you follow that up going against, I would say, what looks to be a likely playoff team in 2020 in the Indianapolis Colts. So you will be challenged immediately. If you make it out of those first three games, I think you set yourself up down the line. So when you get to December, uh, you're going to be in the playoff conversation. There's seven teams going to the playoffs this year out of the AFC Greens. Another thing that stands out to me, we know about the strength of the Jets' schedule, but really when you take a look at it, the Jets play back-to-back teams that made the playoffs last year twice weeks one and two with the bills and the Niners and then weeks seven and eight with the bills and the chiefs. And then you think about even in 2018, I mean, the Colts were a playoff team in 2018 and they're week three in the schedule. So weeks one through three, and then you have weeks six through nine, which is the chargers, the bills, the chiefs and the Patriots. I mean, right there alone, that's, four teams that made the playoffs in the past two seasons. It's it's a tough schedule, no doubt about it. But I think at the end of the day, it's spaced out nicely from a travel perspective and you have to play who you have to play. And that sounds simple, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who is on the schedule and when they are, you just got to go out and you got to execute. And I know that sounds silly, but I think, I just think that it couldn't have been that much easier, at least from a travel perspective, when you look at the way that the Jets schedule shaped out here, which is a good thing for the Jets. Uh, My final point would be uh, what you're just saying here. 
We've known it since the 2019 season wrapped up. The Jets are going to have seven games against teams who made the playoffs in 2019. Four coming in those home and home matchups with the Patriots and the Bills. And the 2020 schedule strength is 533. This is a tough schedule on paper, but you don't play the games in May. You, you play them in September, you play them in October, you play them in November, and you play them in December, and hopefully you're playing in January. Okay, real quick here, let me just rip off the preseason games. Week one, the New York Giants. Week two, at Detroit. Week three, home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then week four, of course, at Philadelphia. And that was the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. EA, myself, breaking down the Jets 2020 schedule. And for more coverage of the Jets schedule, be sure to check out NewYorkJets.com. 